get to speak today because obviously I'm an expert on being a mum. <laughs> Not really. Um, I just have a really uh, incredible sense of God today. I, I don't, I don't know um, what it is. I just feel like there is this, um, yeah, just an amazing sense of God, and hopefully you feel it too. Um, it's a, it is a privilege to be able to um, speak and share with you today. Obviously, it's Mother's Day, and on a day like today, you know, we celebrate the amazing job that mums do. Um, Hallelujah, yeah. I read somewhere um, someone described being a mother as a beautiful injustice, and I don't know if I completely um, understand that as a dad, but I think there, is, there are so many things about being a mum that are probably not fair in life um, around their children, even, um, even the way that children come into the world um, and that experience, which I've um, been a part of but not experienced, obviously. Um, I think that's a good way to sum it up. Mums really are amazing, and um, it, it, it does feel like we are on, uh, on the same page today, because I had written here that, um, you know, I'm really sensitive to the fact that not everybody has their mum with them still, um, or has a good relationship with them, or maybe um, even mums who don't have, you know, their children with them for one reason or another. Uh, I'm really sensitive to that fact, because I know that a day like today, you know, which is a celebration for so many, can be a really tough day for some as well. And so um, I just really pray that um, for those of you here that, um, you know, don't have your mums or your, um, or your kids with you, I just pray that God really gives you peace and, and that on a day like today, you just, um, I guess, remember the best of um, who she was. You know, Mother's Day originally, not to give you a history lesson, but Originally, um, there have been lots of different iterations throughout history about how Mother's Day came about, but the, the version that we kind of celebrate now started in the American Civil War by a lady named Ann Jarvis, and she just got people together, and she, um, it was a peace movement, basically. It was about caring for wounded soldiers, whether they um, fought on one side of the, the uh, American Civil War or the other, it didn't matter. It was a, a peace movement, and, and I just feel like that is the heart of, of mums, um, and we talk about the father heart of God so much, um, but I'm going to talk more about that in a second. So I'm just going to pray. Father, I just thank you for the privilege um, of being able to share today. I pray that you use my words to speak into people's lives, um, and I pray that you give uh, everybody peace and comfort, but particularly mothers. I pray that you just um, help us to honour them and bless them today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mums are incredible, and I know you don't need me to tell you that, especially if you're a mum here. Mums are, are incredible, amazing humans. The, the love that they have for their children, the lengths that they will go to to protect and nurture and care for their kids is, is unreal. If it were left to dads, we wouldn't have too many kids around, I think. <laughs> Some of us wouldn't have made it, I don't think. But, you know, I mentioned um, earlier, we talk about God a lot in relation to, um, you know, we, we, we talk about the father heart of God and, and God being our father. And, you know, there's lots of masculine terms around that. And really, uh, at the end of the day, 
I, I, re- I really believe when we talk about the heart of God, it's actually more, God has more of a mother's heart than a father's heart because, you know, dads are great, but um, I was talking with Ben about this the other day. I know in our own household with um, Larissa and I, if our kids do something wrong, I want them to learn. I want to teach them. I want to make sure they understand that they did the wrong thing, not in a harsh way, of course, but I want to make sure that they're accountable, that they acknowledge that they did the wrong thing, that they learn from it. When they're upset, they run to Larissa, and Larissa comforts them and nurtures them, and I say, you've been too soft. You know, you need to, we need to discipline them. We don't want them to be spoiled. But it's in her nature as a mother to love her children no matter what, no matter what. And when I lose my patience with the kids and I'm frustrated and I want to yell out, you know, go to bed or be quiet or whatever, and in those words, Larissa has infinite patience for them. And even when she sometimes loses her patience, which isn't very often, but sometimes when she loses her patience, within an instant, she's back to cuddling them and loving them and nurturing them and making sure that they are okay. And I think that we can all agree, hopefully, that, like I said, I I really believe that the heart of God is more close aligned to the mother's heart rather than a father's heart. And you know, when it comes to um, mums and families, I know that one of the most difficult things for a mother is when she doesn't have her family around her, her children. And um, I'm sure if we did a survey of all the mums here and asked them what they wanted most, slippers are probably up there. Um, But having having their family with them is probably the, the one thing that mums want more than anything in the entire world. And I just have a scripture to share with you today. This isn't working. If we can go to the next slide. So 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 19 says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to him self through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against us. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And, you know, over the past, over the past few weeks, um, you know, when I've been thinking about this message and just in church in general, I've been feeling this sense in our church, in our community, that God is going to bring restoration and reconciliation in our community in one way or another. And I feel like reconciliation is something that mums are masters at. They don't have to work at reconciling because they understand the heart of reconciliation. They will put their own needs aside to meet the needs of others, meet them where they're at, so that there can be relationship. And, you know, um, I want to share with you a bit about my own um, my own experience. I can't help it. Um, I have a great mum. And I've shared a lot of times about my experience with my dad, how he left and my mum raised us, basically. It was me and my sister. Um, you know, for what, what my mum has been through in her life, even before having children and in her own childhood, she is an amazing woman. And I know that she... She did the best that she could have done in, under the circumstances that, um, 
that she had to deal with, and she had to deal with a lot. And my sister, who's older than me, um, at the moment, my sister and my mum are not um, are not in relationship. They're not speaking with each other. And this has been going on for about two years now, and it's been really difficult. And as difficult as it has been for me, of course, being you know the mediator and being stuck in the middle, which you know I make sure that I maintain a relationship with my mum and my sister. This this whole time, I've been trying to gently, gently, sometimes not so gentle, bring them back in a relationship with each other because that's really important to me. And I know that it's important to them as well. And they have a difficult, difficult past and a difficult experience between the two of them. And I can't, obviously can't go into that here, and I can't even understand the complexity of the emotional connection and the emotional issues that happen between them. And the, the thing about this situation, like with all relationships that, that are dysfunctional or that have been broken down, they are both right, but they're also both wrong. And there are, there are truths that I really need them to see, but there are truths that they're also not ready to see. And... You know, my only prayer for my immediate family at this point in time is that they are reconciled. And if you have a family, if you are part of a family that has some of this dysfunction where, you know, you don't speak to each other or there's, you know, there's issues or whatever, I know that you will share with me in that, that you would, you would most of the time give up whatever you could to try and bring reconciliation into that relationship. But that's tough. Because the thing is, as an outsider in this, I can see the truth, and I know that for sure. I, I can see the reality of this situation. I can see where they're both wrong in what they're saying. And I can see where their views or their, you know, their thoughts around each other are actually not true, that they're just, I would say, the influence of the enemy in their lives, even though they don't have a relationship with God either, which makes it really difficult, the influence of the, the world in them that makes them defensive and makes them see things through their own lens. And I have felt, as a Christian, that it has been my job to help them see the truth. And through that, that they would be reconciled to each other. Now, I've got to tell you, only... <laughs> Larissa's laughing because she knows the full story. I have to tell you that even three weeks ago, um, I had, uh, there was a, a, we were having lunch with, with my mum and, you know, an opportunity came up and um, if you know me, you probably know I'm not one to let opportunities slide most of the time. And so I thought I would just filter that into the conversation. Well, that was, that was the wrong thing to do. Um, <laughs> and it didn't, it's, definitely didn't go as planned. And what happened was, what I had good intentions of, had this ripple effect out and it just blew up into this incredible craziness that, um, that should never have happened. But, you know, I want to talk to you about uh, this scripture and I highlighted there the ministry of reconciliation. If we can go to the next slide. You know, that word ministry, 
The Greek is diakonia. Say it with me. Diakonia. Ministry, in this sense, literally means to wait in service, like waiting on tables. And the picture I have in relation to that is, as a waiter, if your job is to wait on tables, you go and you wait for the person who's at the table to make a decision about what they want. Generally, you don't go to that table and say, I think you should have the steak. And they say, well, I'm a vegetarian. And you go, it doesn't matter, it's really good. (laughs) And then they order a salad, and then you go to the kitchen and you say, they ordered a salad, but I think they should have the steak. (laughs) And then you get the steak, and you bring it to them, and you say, here you go. I have served you with an amazing steak. Enjoy. That's not what happens, right? That's the opposite of of ministry. Yeah, even if the steak is amazing. It's the opposite of ministry. This ministry talks about standing and waiting and being where people are waiting for them. Right? That's ministry. The next one, reconcile. Obviously, it says the ministry of reconciliation, but reconciliation comes from the word reconcile. In the Greek, it's katalaso. Say it with me. Katalaso. Now, this is a really interesting word, right? You can see there, it's decisively change as when two parties reconcile when coming or changing to the same position, same point. That word, kata lasso, it comes from two words, kata and lasso. That kata actually means to come from a, uh, from a higher place to a lower place to an exact point. Now, what, I guess when we talk about it from higher to lower, I'm not saying that we are above, you know, you're dropping to someone's level. But what it's talking about is being at one point and then actively deciding to come to another point at a decisive moment. So in other words, when in that song that we were singing earlier, <clears throat> when it talks about God meeting us where we are, that's what, this, that's what reconciliation is. That's what this word reconcile means. It means to come to a point where people are and meeting them at their point, waiting for them and serving them at their table and just waiting patiently in service to them. Now, in relation to this relationship with my mum and my sister, what has happened is that my sister's been over there, my mum has been over there, and I've been in the middle. And that is a conscious choice that I have made to remain in the middle of both of them because I love them both. But what I have tried to do with both of them is tell them, hey guys, this is where we need to be. Like you just, you know, come this way, you come this way, we'll meet right here where I am and everything is going to be amazing. And you know the truth is, that, that is actually the truth, right? I, can, I know that because I know what is here. God is at the centre of where I'm at and I know that the reconciliation and the restoration that God can do in our own lives, that is what I want right? That's my need. But that's like me taking a steak to them when they've ordered a salad, right? That's me telling them that for you to be happy in life, 
you need to get over here. And, you know, because it's Mother's Day, I think the point about all of this in relation to the Father heart of God is that I think mums are amazing at actually going, you know what, I see you over there, I'm going to come over to you, I'm going to hug you, I'm going to kiss you, I'm going to tell you that everything is going to be okay no matter what because where you are is where I want to be and where you are is where I want to be and of course I want you to be here but I know that if I stay here, this relationship stays the way that it is. We're not in relationship, right? Because I'm asking them to come to me. And, you know, the amazing thing about God, it is one of those things that I think is really, really hard to understand completely is that God just meets us where we are. Of course, he wants more for us. Of course, he wants us to eat steak rather than salad. Just joking, sorry if you're a vegetarian. (laughs) But of course, God wants the best for us. But God does not sit on his throne in a far-off place yelling to us and saying to us, if you want relationship with me, then you need to come here and bow at, the, the, at my feet at the, the throne. He doesn't do that. God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that we could have relationship with him. He took the initiative. He was the one who stepped out and made a way for us to be in relationship with him. And when we talk about mums, that is what mums do. That is the amazing ability, a gift, and I don't know what it is, but it is the mother heart of God inside all mothers to just meet their kids where they are without requiring them to change in any way. Dads, you change. I want my kids to change. I want them to be better. And of course, mums and dads both play a really important part in that. I'm not diminishing dads. I'm not elevating mums above the other. But the point is, we are different. And when we talk about the father heart of God, or the mother heart of God, sorry, God's heart is for reconciliation. In the next slide, this is the same, um, the same scripture, but in the message version, it says... All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We are Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. He called us, speaking to the church, he called us to settle our relationships with each other. Now, I know that God can intervene in any situation and God will intervene in situations wherever he chooses to do that. But what this scripture is telling us 
is that he has called us, us, his people, to settle those relationships and reconcile with each other. And I know that this is a difficult topic. I understand that, particularly on Mother's Day. Because you know the thing is, there's a lot to risk. We risk a lot. If you have a fractured relationship with someone and you feel like you're going to do the right thing and you reach out to them and they shoot you down, that's hard. That's very hard and it can be heartbreaking and it can feel like all hope is lost. And I'm not saying that this is the case for all relationships because, you know, maybe sometimes relationships in the wrong circumstances are better apart, particularly I'm I'm talking about abusive relationships. But when I talk about the mother heart of God and him calling us to reconcile with each other, I know that there are relationships that have been fractured, fractured through a difference of opinion or them seeing one way and us seeing another and not being able to find that middle ground. And I guess my message today is, that when it comes to God and reconciliation, there is only one way for us to see it, and that is to see it through his eyes, through that ministry of reconciliation. That is what we have been called to do. We have been called to serve people and wait on them and meet them where they are and love them as they are, knowing that God loves us, and that is our protection. That is our peace. That is our goal. That we have the relationship with the Father because he loves us. And even if they don't know him, that we love them just like he would love them. Just like a mother loves a son or a daughter, no matter what they're going through in life. No matter what. You see on the news all the time of you know, murderers or you know, really bad people going to jail and then they try and interview people as they're coming out of the, out of the courthouse. There's always a mum you know, there, going to see her son or daughter get locked away for life or whatever it may be, crying because, you know, because they're going away. And I'm sure that she doesn't condone the behaviour, but the fact that she's losing that relationship is so heartbreaking to them. And that I can understand from God's perspective how he must feel for the community that we serve in and live in that don't know him. You know... You can put the next slide up, please. John 13, 34 and 35. This is Jesus speaking directly to us. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, as hard as that may be, And as wrong as it may feel to put our own thoughts and our own convictions and our own ideas of what's right and wrong aside, because God loves us, he is asking us to love others. Now, in this situation with my mum, like I said, it's a complex complex situation. I love my mum. I have a great relationship with my mum. And I've worked on that relationship over the years. And it has changed and, you know, gone through different periods. But I love my mum and I know what she's been through in life. Now, when we had this argument a few weeks ago, 
she said some really hurtful things. She really did. And at that point, I had, I was very hurt, really hurt. And I told her that I was hurt. And in me, I just wanted her to understand where I was coming from. I just wanted her to see that what I was saying is actually the truth. What you're saying is not the truth. This is the truth. Now, for whatever reason, I'm not a psychologist. I can't make her see things my way. So at that point, I have two choices. I either stick to my guns and stay where I am, loving her from a distance and saying, I love you, I want relationship with you, but I can't be in that kind of relationship with you until you, until you see the way. I can't, I, we can't have a relationship until you apologise or until you admit that what you did was wrong or until you understand this, where you're wrong in this. I can't do that. I'm willing to say I'm sorry, but I need you to say I'm sorry too. And I know that's how a lot of relationships break down. There's a difference of opinion or there's something that happens where people need to take responsibility and they refuse to. And so we say to them, well, just like I say with my kids, you're not having that until you do this, right? Why do I say that? Because I'm a father. Because I know what that will give them in the end. And, and this, this is an amazing thing. I'm not saying this in a bad way. With Larissa, there is, that conversation doesn't happen. She doesn't say, do this or you're not getting that. They don't do that and they get that anyway. And that's amazing. I love that. I want our kids to know that the world is an amazing, good place because they have an amazing mother who loves them and gives them whatever they want. As much as I don't want that, I can see the value in that. But we, we so often in our relationships with each other put conditions on it and say, if you meet me here, then we can have relationships. If you meet me here, if you do this, if you do that, if only this, if only that. And I know this is really difficult and I encourage all of you, if this is speaking to you, I encourage you to pray about this and make your own decisions with God. But I know that for me, in this situation with my mum, and this has been a revelation even for me in the way I relate to my mum, in the past, we've not spoken for a, a while until the heat has died out and then we've just gone back to pretending like everything is okay and I just keep waiting for those opportunities. But I know that God has called me to the ministry of reconciliation. And my mum, she just wants me to love her for who she is. She doesn't want me to keep telling her about where her flaws are. She doesn't want me to keep reminding her about how she's failed in a relationship. She doesn't want that. In fact, she doesn't want anything from me other than to be her son, to have a relationship with her. Larissa doesn't want anything from me other than for me to be her husband. My sister doesn't want anything from me other than for me to be her brother who loves her and cares for her no matter what. And more than that, to love her where she's at and to love them where they're at. Not for them to say, okay, come here, you know, we can love each other here because your space over there is a bit, you know, I don't really like it. 
The ministry of reconciliation is about meeting people where they're at and loving them because that is how the world will know that we are the disciples of Christ. And I couldn't think of any better message on a day like today, Mother's Day, to talk about reconciliation and the ministry of reconciliation in our community because we all know that mums mostly have this amazing ability to reconcile their families and that is their heart to love one another. And so I hadn't planned this actually, but I think we've got communion. If we can hand the um, communion emblems out. You know, just as the um, just as the emblems are being um, passed out, <clears throat> you may not believe this. I'm not perfect. Sorry to ruin your. Uh, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Just like none of us are. I have flaws, and I don't always do the right thing or react in the same way or the right way. I don't always, um, I, I don't always shine the light of Christ in my community. I'm not always that person. But, you know, in this situation with my mum, that happened very recently, every other time we've, you know, we've had an argument or something, you know, like I said, I've just let it go and just waited until she was ready to just pretend like, you know, nothing had happened. And then I'd bury that inside of me and, you know, I'd pre- I would pretend as well, even though it was eating me up on the inside, that I wanted to have this conversation and, you know, I wanted, I wanted us to talk about what had happened. You know, it just isn't the way, you know, my mum functions most of the time. And I had this revelation about loving my mum and reconciling with her. And in this situation, I was really angry at her. Being honest, I was really angry at her. And I felt God put on my heart to just love her like He would love her. And I didn't want to do that because in me something feels like it's not right. She needs to know And it's not right. But I had this unbelievable peace of God wash over me and just say, it's okay. I am in control. It is okay. You can't fix this. And I don't want you to fix this. We can't fix people. Only God can fix people. And so I rang my mum a couple of days later and she didn't answer she, because she didn't want to talk to me at the time, <laughs> which is understandable. She sent me a message saying, if you're ringing to give me a hard time about your sister, don't bother. I'm not, I'm not interested in having that conversation. And I sent her a message back 
saying, I was just ringing to tell you that I love you and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing it up and I'm sorry for upsetting you. And I just want you to know that I love you. Now, that is not easy. It is not easy to go against everything inside of you that says that is an injustice. And God made us to want justice in our lives. But when it comes to the love of God, it's our job to love people like God loves them. It's our job. It's our job to allow God to love us so that we can love others just like a mother does with her children. And you know, God is amazing. When when we let go of situations and truly give them to God, God can do miracles. And I just want to share with you this very brief, amazing experience. I got a message from my sister yesterday. She got a message from my mum inviting her for lunch today. If, if you could only know how shocking that is. Now, of course, there are two sides of this and that the, the issue is not over by any means. But I I know in my heart, not I feel, I know it because I know the truth of who God is. That God wants me to love her like he loves her so that he can love her. I just have to love them like he loves them so that it opens the door for him to love them because at the end of the day, they need him. They need God. They need His grace and His love and His compassion and His understanding and His no judgment. They need Him to restore them and reconcile them to Him so that they can be reconciled to each other. And so you guys are all holding communion. I couldn't think of anything more fitting on Mother's Day for us to share in the Lord's Supper And I'm not even going to say anything about it. I want to give you a minute or two to just sit and think and be with God. And when you're ready, you take communion. And I know that God is putting things on people's hearts and and putting people at the front of your mind around reconciliation. And the one thing I do want to say is that we started this series around keeping company with Jesus And you know, one of the hardest things around being in company with Jesus is that when we take steps of faith and do the things that He wants us to do, things don't always turn out like a fairy tale. They don't. It's just life. If you you take a step out and tell someone that you love them, 
and they reject that, you can't control that. All you can do is be who God has called you to do and to love others as He has loved us because through that love and gentleness and patience and grace, God can do amazing things. So why don't you just take a minute and take your communion when you're ready. God, we just thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you that you meet us where we are, that you have no expectations of us, that you did what you did because you love us, not because of who we are and what we do, and that you always be there. And no matter how many times we reject you, no matter how many times we go against you, that you are always there waiting for us, just like a mother with open arms. And on today, this day, Lord, we just thank you for all of the mothers, whether they're here or not. Just thank you for their heart. Thank you for what you have birthed inside of them. And I just pray that you bless them to overflowing today. We just thank you for every one of them. I pray, Lord, that you give us the bravery and the courage to be able to love people like you love them and to protect us through that.